0: Eric Metaxas here. Please join me in a life-saving mission to set Sudanese slaves free through Christian Solidarity International. Since nineteen ninety-five, CSI has freed more than one hundred thousand women and children from years of bondage and abuse. Your two hundred and fifty dollar gift frees, feeds, and heals these captives and sets them on a path to a new life and freedom. Please help us free another slave now. Call 888 888- 253-3522, 888-253-3522, or click the CSI banner at metaxastalk.com, metaxastalk.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit legacypminvestments.com. That's legacypminvestments.com.
1: Welcome to the Eric Metaxas
2: Show. It's a nutritious smoothie of creamy, fresh yogurt, vanilla, protein powder, and a mushy banana. For your mind, drink it all down. It's nummy. I want vanilla. I want want vanilla. Here comes Eric Metaxas.
0: Hey there, folks. Welcome. As you know, this month, uh, I am highlighting the Alliance Defending Freedom. I've talked about them for years. I've known about them for years. Uh, We've raised funds for them over the years because I believe very, very strongly in what they are doing for this country. They are heroes, um, and we're asking you uh, to get involved and to give what you can to the Alliance Defending Freedom this month. It's crucial because they are absolutely the, uh, the, the They're the the folks that if they weren't there, we would lose the country. Now, I want you to think about that. I'm not speaking hyperbolically. They are fighting for liberty, religious liberty in the Supreme Court. And in other courts, they usually win. Um, And if they weren't doing this, uh, hostile forces uh, are just trying to erode our liberties at every turn. So I thank God for the Alliance Defending Freedom. And I thank God that today I get to speak to one of their uh, lawyers Eric Baptist, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, look, I I, I love you guys so much, and I feel honored that uh, I get to talk to my audience about you and uh, help them understand who you guys are and what you're doing for this nation. Um, What are some cases that you're working
2: on now that we can talk about just to give folks some idea of what you're doing? ADF has a broad range of cases, but one case in particular in, in which I am working is our lawsuit against the U.S. Food and Drug Administration over its deregulation of chemical abortion drugs. Um, Whoa. Who now? So, who is bringing the suit? We we have filed a lawsuit on behalf of eight different plaintiffs, four national medical associations, and four individual doctors. Okay. So explain explain this uh, the case. When FDA approved the chemical abortion drug called Mifepristone, I'm old enough to remember it being known as RU486, it put on certain safety standards because even the FDA back in the year 2000 under the Clinton administration recognized that these are high-risk drugs that need to be closely managed and regulated. But what has happened systematically since then, starting in the last year of the Obama administration in 2016 and then the first year of the Biden administration in 2021, was they took away those essential safeguards associated with the use of these drugs? And the okay, cr- these are called. This is called the morning after pill. No, no, this is not contraception. It's not the morning after pill or Plan B. It is mifepristone, which is approved up to ten weeks of a baby's gestational life inside the womb.
0: Okay, I want to be clear. So, so a woman gets pregnant, uh, and a doctor says, "Here, take this pill. This pill will induce an abortion." Um, and you are saying, uh, and I've heard this many, many times, that these are dangerous drugs. They're they're, they're very uh, they're potentially very harmful. And you're saying because of ideological uh, because of ideology, um, the left in America is removing the safeguards that were in place uh, with the FDA.
2: Well, I can't say if it's ideological, but I can tell you it's not medical, and it's not. What else? What else, it yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else would it be? Exactly, it's not in the best interest of women's health. Um, and what they did was, it's a two-drug regimen. And so, people might ask, like, why is this a high-risk drug? Is the first drug is intended to end the unborn life inside the mother's womb, but it does not necessarily expel that unborn baby from the mother. So there's a second drug that's also used, and that essentially induces labor and delivery in the woman. Well, the okay, ex- so it's two pills. It's two drugs, yes. Two drugs. So the first one
0: kills the child in the mother's womb. You take a pill and the child inside you is killed. It cuts Uh, off the nutrition of the baby and the baby ultimately starves to death. I mean, even that, even hearing that, like that's, uh, I I, the reason I bring this up, uh, Eric, is that there's a lot of mystery around this. People don't understand what happens. So you just take a pill, you just take a pill. You take a pill and then what? Here's what happens. We've just heard it. You take a pill. The baby is starved to death in its mother's womb. That's how it is killed. That's how it is killed. Uh, It's not instant. Um, So it's a horrible thing. Uh, Then the woman has to take a second pill. And that pill, as you said, induces labor so that the dead child uh, is forced
2: out of its mother. So this is called... Mephepristone, is that what it's called? Mephepristone is the first drug and Misoprostol is the second drug. Okay. So
0: keep going. And you're saying that the FDA has relaxed regulations around these very, very
2: powerful drugs. Yeah. So again, this two-drug regimen is so high risk that the FDA originally had three in-person doctor visits, one, day one to get the first drug, day three to see if any complications are occurring, and then to take the second drug. And then a day 14 follow-up exam to ensure that woman has no fetal parts remaining inside of her complications such as infections or severe bleeding. What the FDA has now approved is essentially no doctor visits, no doctor needs to be involved. So now a woman has mailed these drugs without any medical supervision or attention or care and takes these drugs and self-administers and performs her own abortion in her home, inducing labor and delivery in her dorm room, in her bathroom. And it's a painful, excruciating, and emotionally traumatic experience for the woman, and obviously the baby. And so ADF, uh, on behalf of, you said, uh,
0: eight uh, groups, is suing the Food and Drug
2: Administration. Correct. And why we're bringing this lawsuit on behalf of the doctors, because our doctors are on the front lines. They work in hospitals, in emergency rooms. And they're seeing an influx of women coming to the emergency room with complications associated with the use of these drugs because of what the FDA has now allowed to let these women take these drugs all alone by themselves without any medical supervision. And they want that to stop because they care about both patients. They care about the unborn baby, but they also care about the woman who's taking these drugs and the harm that they're seeing firsthand across America's emergency rooms.
0: Uh, i it, it, it's a staggering thing when you actually hear about it. I mean, the idea that a very young woman uh, in college, let's say, um, is told, yep, yeah, just take these pills, do this, do this, do this. And she's alone. She's alone. She takes a very powerful. These are extremely powerful drugs. It kills the child inside her womb. I, I don't know. Uh, what the woman experiences, but we can imagine that it doesn't always go according to plan and she is alone. The FDA no longer requires a doctor uh, to be involved. It it is amazing. And I don't know what it could be, except ideological. They're basic. It it seems to me, basically what they're saying is, look, at the end of the day, we don't care about women that much. We just want to get this through. We just want it to happen. And yeah, some of it's going to go wrong, but we don't care. I mean, it seems scandalous to me. And so it's another reason that I love the Alliance Defending Freedom, that you are actually suing the FDA,
2: forcing them to deal uh, with what is happening. Exactly. I call it regulatory malpractice, but FDA has shown a callous disregard for women's health in, this, in their zeal to push these abortion drugs across the country. And before I worked on this case, I, I guess I didn't know much about chemical abortion or abortion drugs and over fifty percent, almost sixty six zero percent of all abortions are committed by chemical means through these drugs. Not what you think of the brick and mortar plan in parenthood's anymore. They're done through the mail without any medical intervention or any meeting any person uh, in an office to be screened for life threatening conditions that preclude you from taking these drugs. Well, and all you know the idea that so you you, you take
0: a drug and it it kills the child inside you. Um, this is traumatic. This is major stuff, uh, to begin with. Of course, I believe it's immoral, but the idea is that, that young women are being sold sold this story. Like, this is no problem. We're going to, we'll mail it to you. Here you go. You take this one. Uh, and then you take this one. And I can only imagine that there are a host of things that could happen and the woman is alone. Um, so God bless you. And the Alliance defending freedom, um, For stepping up. And folks, this is one of many, many cases, one of many, many cases. Uh, I want to encourage my audience, folks, please go to metaxastalk.com. That's my radio show website, metaxastalk.com. You'll see the banner for the Alliance Defending Freedom. We want uh, everyone who can to give, to give generously uh, to the Alliance Defending Freedom at metaxastalk.com. There's also a phone number. It is 855- 385-0596, 855-385-0596, 385-0596, 855-385-0596, or go to Metaxistalk.com. Eric Baptist, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Metaxas, PatriotMobile.com slash Metaxas, or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code METAXAS join me make the switch today that's patriotmobile.com/metaxis legacy precious metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online in a few of these steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. And open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacy PM check it out Well, you wonder why I always dress in black. Hey there, folks. I'm at the NRB. Nobody knows what that stands for, but it doesn't matter. We're at the NRB in the controversial uh, habit trail for human beings. Uh, it's, uh, it's called the Gaylord Opryland Resort Hotel. It's very controversial. People like me, for example, don't like it. But uh, I get to talk to the most fun guests at NRB. I'm sitting here suddenly with a man that goes by the name Michael Scott. Michael, welcome. Thank you so much. People just know your name. They don't know anything about you. And I think maybe now would be a good time for me to explain why you're here. So you are one of the founders of Pure Flix, the man behind the God is Not Dead franchise. You are now the head of Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Yep. All right. So... Where do we start? I mean, first of all, I always want to get people's story. How did you get involved in, because, you know, Christians and media and entertainment and culture, that's, that is uh, right at the heart of what I care about, right at the center of, of uh, what God has called me to. Um, how did you get uh, involved in this? What is your story? Where did you grow up and, and what pulled you into starting Pure Flix?
3: Well, I, I grew up, my dad was a pastor. And so I literally grew up in the church. I yes. slept under the pew, on the pew, over the pew, everywhere. I was in church seven days a week. And I had this passion for film, photography, the arts. And I really, I really was like not sure where to go with that. How did that fit into God's kingdom? What did yeah. that look like? Yeah. You know, what, what could you do with that? And so I got involved in advertising for like 15 years, produced commercials for, you know, car manufacturers, Apple, you name, all the different large things. And I didn't know how to quite do it. And one day I came to the realization, I said, I got all this knowledge I need to apply this and make some, make films for the kingdom. And I left. I started flicks with a few. What partners. years? This was 2005. 2000.
0: You know what's funny? Suddenly, 2005 is two decades ago. How did that happen? I know. That's like what I it was know. five minutes ago. <laughs> it was, but exactly suddenly right. it's it's uh, t- almost two decades ago. So, you, what was your way into this? Because so many people know that God is not dead. Uh, you know, film the films. Uh, uh, with with Kevin Sorbo, yeah. but this was really before anybody was making films like Correct. that. And what made you think you could you could get away with this and pull this off?
3: We honestly didn't know at the time. We jumped in, we made a couple films, and then we realized after you make a film, how do you get them to the audience? And that's when we explored That's this. called
0: distribution. <laughs> that's exactly And that's right. the hard part. You can make a film, yeah. but then do yeah. what do you do? Yeah.
3: And so we realized after doing this on a long journey, we said, if we're going to make films, we need to be in the distribution business as well. And so we combined making films with distribution. And before we did God's Not Dead, we probably did 20 or 30 films. And then we acquired other people's films and put them out in the marketplace. And then we said, we need to do something bigger that's going to be more impactful. We want to go to the theaters. And we launched God's Not Dead. And that just became a worldwide success that was, you know, just had God's hand on it. And
0: what do you attribute the success of that film to? What, what year did that come out? 2014. Okay. What, so why do you think that that was a success? What do you think happened?
3: I think our culture was dealing with so many things at that point, And this just encapsulated it all. It talked to people to say, why do I believe what I believe? Is there a God? And does he really exist? And it gave them the tools great facts, great things, all wrapped in a story that they could articulate their faith with. And I think that's what moved people that that, came, that got involved, watched it, used the thing um, in their churches in, in, with individuals uh, to share God around the world.
0: Who came up with the story, with the idea behind God is Not Dead, the initial idea? So
3: originally, God's Not Dead was a newsboy song. And so it was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty big hit back in the day. No, I don't, mean the term,
0: I don't mean the term God is not dead. I mean the kind of the plot idea with the professor right. and all this stuff.
3: So we, we started looking at it and said, where, where is ground zero for a lot of this? And we realized that the college campus is where a lot of people uh, are challenged on their faith. And a lot of them leave their faith. And so we said, let's set something on a campus where we have a professor and a student. And the professor's basically saying God is dead. And the student's like, wait, that's not what I believe. And he stands for his faith to prove God exists.
0: And that film, you said it came out in 2014. I always yeah. forget because it seems like it was yesterday. Yep. But uh, how did that film do at the box office?
3: Uh, it did like almost 70 million at the box office. Um, and then went around the world, um, and it's still we got people writing today saying, I, I just watched this film, I love it, even ten years later.
0: Now, I've lost track how many of these films, because that's the first one, but the franchise, uh, it went on from there.
3: It did. Um, so this we're getting ready to release the fifth film right now in the series. Really? Yes, this is the fifth film. That's
0: kind of amazing. I would never have guessed that. I would have thought. Maybe the third. Yeah. Um, and what is the name of the fifth film?
3: Fifth film is called "God's Not Dead." In God We Trust, and we are debating the issue and talking about the issue:
0: Does God belong in the public square? The answer, of course, is yes. But you're going to debate it because not everybody gets that. Yep. Why do you think some people don't understand that? What is the, What's the? It's just a strange.
3: I think it's a variety of things. I think it's uh, our society has swung so far to the other way. They're trying to stamp God out of every area of every life, especially even in the government. They don't want God to have any say there. And I think that us as Christians and believers, that's what we should base our decisions on. Where is God taking us? Where where can we put—that's what the Founding Fathers wanted. They wanted to have God in their society, and I think he deserves to be there. And I think this really debates that issue and, and the church and state issue, whether or not that should be.
0: So, so what roughly is the plot of this new—this is the fifth in the God is not dead series, God is not dead— in God We Trust. What is the what is, what is the that? plot of this so new one? So
3: this new one deals with we have a character in there, uh, Reverend Hill or Pastor 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 Hill, and he's he's watching this race play out for Congress, right? And one of the key people in the race has to drop out because they get sick, and there is no one to stand in the gap, right? And his opponent is basically running on the premise that we need to get God out of out of our out of the government, out of our society, complete separation of church and state. It should not have any influence on us.
0: And by the way, and folks, you understand, if you have the complete separation of church and state, you have the death that's right. of the church and the state. Like there's right. no way, e- even the concept of that is just, well, I want to get into this, but but uh, before I do, um, so keep going. So you have so, one guy running who is standing for this got a preposterous stand- idea and the pastor is. Does the pastor realize that he needs to run at this point? The
3: pastor realizes there's no one willing to stand in the gap in such a time as this. He steps forward and, and runs, and he doesn't have that political career. And he's standing up against everybody else that's against him. And they go on and they debate the issue of church and state and what's really happening. And it's wrapped in an incredible story. Uh, we got a lot of the returning characters from the other one. And so does ultimately he win, does he ultimately really bring a great argument for this for this? And I think people will go to this, they'll laugh, they'll cry, but more importantly they're gonna walk away with some really important things and how important it is our vote that we cast, that we get off the couch and we find people that we believe in that share our values, that can be hey, hey, It
0: is so shameful, so that there that there who do who vote. not vote It is absolutely scandalous because people have bled and died so that we could vote, so that we can choose our leaders in this nation. And the idea that we have drifted to this place of apathy so that that Christians of all people don't understand their responsibility. This is a responsibility before God, folks, because you're commanded to love your neighbor. And one of the ways you love your neighbor is by choosing leaders who are going to advocate God's principles, who are are going to put in place policies that help people and don't hurt people, policies that uh, encourage us um, in our freedoms. uh, And it it is just an amazing thing. It's become a big topic for me. I've actually written a few books that touch on this because it's taken decades for us to drift to this place of apathy so that That, there's so many in the church that have a fundamental misunderstanding of their responsibility as citizens in the United States. It's as I say, it's scandalous. I talk about it um, nonstop. Uh, we're going to go to a break. Um, uh, but I think the, re- the when I really saw this issue was when I wrote a book called If You Can Keep It, The Forgotten Promise of American Liberty. And in my book, If You Can Keep It, I, people kind of think I have these ideas and I write a book about it. But it's it's often that I have a little bit of an idea and then as I'm writing – It it, it clarifies itself, and I am discovering it as I'm writing it. And in the book, If You Can Keep It, I discover what you're talking about in the film, that this crazy lie has been put out there that you can have a separation between faith and freedom, and then you realize, no, all of the founders, every one of the founders, every single one understood that without a virtuous citizenry, without a citizenry uh, where faith is strong... You can't have self-government. You can't have freedom. And I realized that in my lifetime, in your lifetime, they haven't been teaching this in schools. And we we are now living in a country where most people don't make this connection. And so it's absolutely vital. So I'm thrilled we're going to continue conversation um, talking about uh, this new film, God's Not Dead and God We Trust, with Michael Scott. uh, And we'll continue to unpack these ideas, so glad that this film is out. Don't go away.
1: But on I
0: Hey, folks, there's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain, which is why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his relief factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave relief factor a try. Keith says he now has little to no pain in his knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second degree Black belt. Folks, I use Relief Factor. When I forget about it, you know, I go on a trip or something, I notice it. I go for a run and I have back pain. Uh, it works for me. I recommend it highly to everyone I can. So if you're living with aches and pains, Relief Factor every day. It's a drug free supplement developed by doctors. It's helped so many people take back their lives. You got to go to Relief Factor for their three-week quick start kit, only nineteen ninety-five. Think of this, they're taking a loss because they believe you'll be back. So visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. One of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. They've got an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. Balance of Nature receives over 1,000 success stories every single month. They have hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. You should check it all out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code ERIC to get the special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-246-8751 and use discount code ERIC or order online at balanceofnature.com. Use discount code ERIC to get 35% off. Again, the number 800-246-8751. Use discount code ERIC or balanceofnature.com. Welcome back. We are at the NRB in Nashville, uh, and we're talking with uh, filmmaker Michael Scott, uh, who is one of the founders of Pure Flix, God is Not Dead franchise, who's now the head of Pinnacle Peak Pictures. That's like Peter Pepper, Pick the Peck. (laughs) the three beams. of pickled <laughs> Peter Peter Piper picked never mind um but uh, Pinnacle Peak Pictures so Pinnacle Peak Picture, <laughs> Pictures is the producer of uh this fifth in the installment the God is Not Dead correct franchise so you're using film I mean I, I mentioned that I wrote a book uh called If You Can Keep It and a new book called uh The uh, Letter to the American Church where I touch on these issues but it thrills me that your film is dealing with this because uh, a, lot of more, a lot more people see films than they do read books. And this is, it's such a central misunderstanding in the culture that the, that yes. the, the secular left has pushed this idea so hard that it's possible to have what uh, Richard John Newhouse called the naked public square, mm-hmm. a public square in America where we bleach it of all faith. And when you really look at what the founders put in place, you think, well, if you bleach it of all faith, you will no longer have a free society. That's and that's exactly basically right. where we're drifting. Yeah.
3: And it's been drifting. I think as Christians, we've been just watched it and it's been slow. Little thing here, little thing here, little thing here, little thing here. And before you know it, we wake up 20, 30 years later yeah. and, and we're like, how did we get to this place? And it's because we as the church, we as the body of Christ, we got to stand up, take back our society. And we, we can do it. It's just a matter of, are we going to do it?
0: Well, and, and the thing is, all you need to do to get some Christians not to do it is to say, ooh, you're yes. a Christian nationalist. Yes. Like That's all you need to do is you throw out mm. this fake term that right. shuts them down. Uh, being a Christian nationalist, I guess George Washington, by the definition of these you know, secular fascists, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. Billy Graham, these were all Christian nationalists. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, if standing with them makes me a Christian nationalist, but what a silly ter- It's a it's made-up term, term it, it, designed label, yeah. simply to scare. T- it's kind of like, ooh, you're transphobic, you're yeah. a bigot. You're, it's, these terms are only used to silence the church. That's right. And Christians need to get a backbone and say, I- I'm not going to be silent. In fact, the more you come That's at right. me, the more vocal I yeah. will be because— Freedom is at stake.
3: Well, and I believe the pendulum has swung so far left. But you know what happens with the pendulum? When you let it go, I eventually think, it goes the other way. I, and I think, ideally, and ideally. And I think that's where we need to drive it, and we need to take it back, and we can.
0: Well, we have—there's um, so many Christians, I've mentioned them on this program a lot, who have a fundamental misunderstanding of this. They say things like, well, we shouldn't be political, and I think, where do you— that's not a biblical idea why are you putting out there a biblical an unbiblical idea john maxwell huge christian leader just Mm -hmm. was speaking to like a thousand pastors exhorting them not to be political and i thought this is absolutely wrong you have a prominent christian leader pushing a horrible idea an idea let's be blunt Mm -hmm. it's going to harm human beings we're commanded uh-huh. to love our neighbors if you advocate not being political if christians aren't political then what's going to happen is the secular left is going to be pushing their ideas and those right. ideas are going to harm people there's going to be more crime uh, in inner cities uh, there's going to be more uh, you know chaos on every level hurting people and Christian leaders are advocating for this. It's a staggering thing to me, just staggering. And
3: we're not looking for the government to do the job of the church. You know, we as the church should be the ones standing in the gap for all of these issues. You know, the poor, the, the, all the different things. We, we have the ability to do it, and we should be active in this. I I totally agree with that because I think so long we've been so scared because we've been labeled, as you talked about. We, we could get labeled as as a Christian nationalist. But can you
0: but can you imagine, like, how, how cowardly and weak we've become yes. when there are Christians yes. around the world risking their lives, losing their lives right. for their faith, and we— are afraid of somebody looking at us funny or calling us a name. And so it, but it when really... we're under
3: persecution, that's when you see the church rise up the most. And that's what you see in a lot of nations. And sometimes we're getting to that point where the persecution's getting uncomfortable.
0: Well, see, that's and that's the beauty of it is that that God is in it. Right. And he's yep. using the horrible things happening in this nation to wake up those who can be awake. And there there are going to be plenty that are going to double down on not waking up. It's like, no, 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 we're going to keep sleeping. Uh, We believe in that. We think it's biblical. They're wrong. But there are many who are waking up. uh, We we produced a film called Letter to the American Church, which uh, is free to churches. And I think that many people, once they understand that they've gotten this wrong they want to be a part of getting it right and so i'm encouraged but it's a we're in a battle you That's know right. that now the battle now the film it's interesting to me that, that 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 this film now what is the release date on this film
3: it'll be in september we don't have the exact release date but a september of this year right before that, the election that some
0: of the um ideas in this film it's like they're from the headlines yes absolutely it, it's like a pay, it's like torn right out of it I mean, you keep hearing this stuff. What do you account for that? I and mean, what are some of those ideas that are in the film that are in the headlines?
3: Uh, I think the very issue that we're just talking about, separation of church and state. Uh, I think you're seeing politicians on the left try and stamp out anybody. To, if, if you have values, conservative values, you have a Christian belief, you have any of those types of things, we're seeing a constant attack and barrage, the labeling of who you are, the, the, the trying to make you something that you're not. We're seeing that every day, and that's what this film deals with in,
0: in all throughout the film. So it's coming out in September, you yep. said. Um, is Kevin Sorbo in the film?
3: He is not. He what? Actually, in the first one, he died, if you remember. Can, you know, <laughs> I, have to obviously, him. I don't remember anything.
0: Uh, you, you know, he, we he can, can bring him back. We'll bring him you, back know, as an angel. So it's so funny. <laughs> I always joke around that if Kevin Sorbo's entered, it's not a Christian film. I love Kevin. He's great. Um Well, so... The, the, but these ideas that we're talking about... Um, actually, we're out of time in the segment. We'll be right back. Uh, I'm talking to Michael Scott with Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep... Promote joint comfort or detoxification support. Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics: every year they donate a minimum of fifty percent of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, fifty percent of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing one hundred million in giving by twenty thirty. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality, and they donate fifty percent of their profits. Get fifteen percent off by using the code Eric during checkout. Go to nutramedics.com and search health. Bundles support your health while helping others in need go to nutramedics that's n u t r a m e d i x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15% off again nutramedics n u t r a m e d i x.com nutramedics.com use the code eric for 15% off mike lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support to thank you they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code eric and You get free shipping for the entire order. Get 50% off The MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. Dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Again, mypillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057, 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. Welcome back. We're at the NRB. Uh, I'm speaking with Michael Scott, uh, who has been behind now the fifth in the franchise, the God Is Not Dead franchise, the fifth film coming out titled God's Not Dead, In God We Trust. With a, I forgot to say, with a question mark at the end of it, In God We're, We Trust?
3: Yeah, that is a question. Do we trust in God still right? as, a, as a thing? And, and that's that's what's being discussed in this film.
0: Well... We, we were talking about this, that there are many voices in the church advocating uh, that the church not be involved politically. And some of the most grievous ones, the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today, which, as far as I'm concerned, is they have gone over to the dark side. I mean, there are a lot of these folks that are uh, advocating monstrous ideas. And uh, so uh, Russell Moore, David French, and others appearing in a film by Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is a leftist atheist who doesn't like when the church gets involved in stuff because it's basically antithetical to what he believes. So he has recruited these Christian voices to agree with him that the church should not advocate for its views. And it's so amazing how many pastors will just kind of go along with this, like, oh yeah, we're supposed to just uh, preach the gospel, don't get involved in politics. And you think Evil is rising all around us, and you're actually going along with this idea. I mean, it's, it's, it's a kind very of mind-blowing. core blowing.
3: of our society, and, 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 and they make the decisions, the influence, all this. To say to separate that is insane.
0: The founders understood this, and as I was saying in the previous segment, we used to teach us in schools that this was kind of a basic thing but something happened uh, you know everybody says oh in the 1960s they took God out of the school took prayer out of the schools right that's just a part of the story I mean that's yeah, just part no. of the story but it's the same narrative that we can function without yeah. reference to God and it's like you can't you can't, you, you no. can't teach virtue uh, you can't none of it works but we, we we kind of have pretended like no 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 we, we, we can do it I mean it would it would be like saying like you know we can do engineering and build bridges and buildings, but we just can 't do math we 're just not going to do math and you think well, if you don 't do math, like your bridges are going to fall down you need to right. you need to and so when you take God out of the equation, but who eventually left, that I was going to say you 're eventually going to lose all your freedoms the idea that mm-hmm. you can have freedom in a free self governing society without God without okay. virtue it can't happen but so we're now on fumes. It's been decades yes. of this, and we're starting to see the breakdown. That's the yes. point. Most yeah. people are looking around and going, what is happening? What is happening is you're now seeing the fruit of five decades of pulling away from the right. idea of God in the in the well, culture. And, and
3: if you remove God, you know who steps in? The government
0: replaces God and says, yeah. we are the God. Yeah, and who is God? The And who is the government? The devil, yeah. right? I mean, let's let's face it. If, if the government yeah. steps in and God is not there, yeah. the government is advocating for a secular atheist, that's right. Uh, you know, ultimately, Marxist, fascist worldview, the antithesis of the American founders' model that's of right. freedom, and that's what's been happening. The government has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Our our our, our budget uh, every year uh, is bigger. The deficit is bigger every no. year. The government is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger, more powerful. We are losing our freedoms day by day, which is why in the, the, my book, Letter of the American Church and the film letter to the American Church, I'm saying that the church must wake up now and yes. get involved in this stuff and if you don't do that like now in a year or so it's over because the, the yes, government has right. becoming so powerful that at some point they get enough power so that no matter what the church does it's too late it's Too late. and you know what it's so funny some of the people on the left right
3: don't even realize what's going to happen to them as well that's the funny thing actually that's, that's, that's it, something I never talked about they're going to wake up and they're going to realize
0: yeah. oh my god what have we done well, part of that is happening now. You're seeing uh, in the blue states, in cities like where I live, New York, Seattle, like you know, in Chicago, whatever. The level of breakdown, like they're finally yes. reaping the fruit, and they're thinking, "What, what is, is happening? The crime—it's <laughs> affecting the me. Hell, yeah.
3: It's actually affecting me." And now they're me. like, "We got to do something," you know. Can-
0: I think I think that uh, you know I always think of Romans eight twenty eight that all things work yes. together. So, so the worst things get, the Lord can use these things to wake up those who would still be asleep if it hadn't begun to affect right. them. Right. So we're seeing signs, as far as I'm concerned, of, of hope, because there are people yes. that a year ago, they were just drifting along. Um, we saw this October 7th with, with the Hamas satanic attack on uh, Israeli yeah. citizens. That, it took that to wake up there. There are a lot of uh, wealthy Jews that said, I'm not going to give my money to Harvard. I'm not going to give my money. And you think it took that. So these horrible things, God can use these things for his purposes. The question is, is it too late?
3: Yeah. Well, and even this morning, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal. They're talking about a new anti-Semitic piece that came out of Harvard. And now they're trying to squash it and everything like that, that the people on even the Jews on on the left side here stood up against it. And you're seeing... Wait,
0: they're like, this has gone too far. There are some there's some, too, there are some people that are finally waking up. <laughs> my my question is will the pastors in America wake up? That's that's the question. We we, we have, you know, as as I mentioned, uh, John Maxwell and other voices that uh, Andy Stanley openly advocating for Christians stepping away from the public square, stepping away from the political it is it is Madness. It is not biblical, and and there are many pastors following suit because I think, well, Andy Stanley said it. I guess uh, well, he's a good guy, uh, and uh, and and you know, and we're realizing more and more that these guys are saying the wrong thing. But the question is, will enough pastors in America understand? Well, and that my this question is, is will wrong?
3: it be for this election? Or will it take those pastors realizing eventually their microphone's
0: going to be taken away before
3: they wake up? But then it may be too late.
0: If, if they don't wake up for the election in November, it's yeah. over. Because yeah. the, 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 the left and the deep state has—honestly, mm-hmm. they're in an all-out war to keep us from taking back our nation. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And that's why I, I speak with this urgency, because we don't have Maybe five years. Now. If you think we have five years— we're done. That's I mean that's what the German pastors thought. Like, well, we'll see how it goes. Well, while you're seeing how it goes, the clock is ticking and it's going to be game over. So by 1935 Hitler, you know, got took power in th- early 33, by 35 it was over. Bonhoeffer and the confessing church was trying to get Christians to stand up boldly, and they said, "Well, we'll see how it goes." By the time they saw how it went, it was Absolutely over.
2: Well,
3: and this is what I say take people to this movie when it comes out in September. You know, take your non believing friend, someone on the left as well, because this will allow, they'll go to a movie with you and this will allow for some debate, some discussion. Yes. They will learn some points in there that they can use why they need to be active why is God important in the public square? We're going to answer those questions in
0: here so people can truly see the importance of this. And that film is God's Not Dead. In God, we trust. Michael Scott, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Eric. I love being on Welcome back. So today my guests are Willie Robertson and Michael Scott of PureFlix, Flix uh, and Brandon Gill. I've, I've talked about him earlier. He's running for Congress. He gives me hope for America. Brandon Gill. If you are inclined to donate to his campaign, and I hope some of you listening are, he's in Texas, 26th District for Congress. You can go to brandongillforcongress.com. Uh, if you're in Texas- go to Brandon Gill for congress.com help him out uh, this is this is crucial this is crucial it's just uh, it's just important uh, we um, we want to reiterate uh, a few things the Alliance defending freedom we're doing a campaign with them and I have said this in the past and I'll say it again um, w- we need people to step up the Alliance defending freedom they're like our first line of defense or is it the last line of defense I don't know they are fighting for religious liberty at the Supreme Court level. We're going to be having guests on from the Alliance Defending Freedom over the weeks ahead. But when you understand what they're doing, you think if they didn't exist, what would we do? When when a court case comes up, court case after court case after court case, we've talked about them on this program, where you think this is a monstrosity, what what they're doing to such and such a person or such and such a business. If it weren't for the Alliance Defending Freedom to step up pro bono, right? They're not in this for the money. They do this because they believe in America, they believe in religious liberty, uh, and they've got some of the finest lawyers imaginable working for them, fighting for our religious liberties, um, and, and and they defend people like our, our friend Jack Phillips of the Masterpiece Cake Shop uh, in Colorado. He's been put through hell. And if it weren't for the Alliance Defending Freedom, folks, it could happen to you and your business. And it will happen to some of you. And you're going to say, where do I turn? Well, the Alliance Funding Freedom is there. They are just heroes. They're the real deal. There's no phoniness. There's, there's nothing in it for them. They just believe in America. They believe in liberty. Uh, and we need, if we claim to believe in liberty, we need to step up and help them out. Uh, please um, go to our website. It's metaxastalk.com. Again, it's just the radio website, Metaxas Talk. Dot .com and you'll see the banner up there. But I but I've said this often in the past if there's anybody that can give $15,000 and I know there's some folks listening. This is as good a cause as it gets. If you care about America, if you care about saving the republic from the uh anarcho tyranny as John Smirch has put it. Um it's it's a great cause, the Alliance defending freedom. It really just doesn't get better. So if you go to metaxastalk.com. You can donate there, but anybody who's able to give $15,000. And I know that's not many of you, but there are some of you out there. Uh, I want to offer myself, uh, to spend an evening to have dinner, uh, whatever context you, you get to pick it, you get to figure it out yourself. And I just give my time. Obviously I don't get anything out of it, except I get to meet people who care enough, um, about the things that I care about. And Almost always, that's a huge blessing for me uh, to get to spend an evening with people who care about these things. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, anybody who's able to do that, $15,000, of course, is tax deductible, and it's going to about as important a cause as it gets, the Alliance Defending Freedom. And um, you'd have to go to metaxistalk.com as I say. But anybody who can give, they're asking people for $100, Metaxistalk.com, Please uh, do that. Uh, We are in a war, I say this over and over again, for liberty, Uh, and if everybody doesn't put his shoulder to the wheel, every one of you, uh, we're not going to win. Every one of us has to be involved. Uh, It's not like let the other guys do it. This is it. This is for your family and your future. So go to Metaxistalk.com. Let me remind you again, we have a Socrates event Thursday Please go to SocratesInTheCity.com. You can live stream it, but you have to be a member of Socrates Plus. So go to SocratesInTheCity.com, sign up for that. It's going to be with James O'Keefe. Very, very exciting. Um, Anyway, we'll be back with more fun stuff.